We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, April the 21st, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today on April 21, 1975, with communist forces closing in, the South Vietnamese president resigned. After about 10 years in office, he fled the country. They usually do. The guy in um, Ukraine has not. Today in 1649, the Maryland Toleration Act, providing for freedom of worship for all Christians, for all Christians, that's their words, providing for freedom of worship for all Christians. That was passed by the Maryland Assembly today in 1649. Today in 1836, an army of Texans led by Sam Houston defeated the Mexicans that assured Texas their independence. Today in 1910, author Samuel Langhorne Clemens, you know him as Mark Twain, he died in Reading, Connecticut. He was 74 years old. Today in 1926, Britain's Queen Elizabeth II was born in Mayfair, London. She was the first child of the Duke and Duchess of York. Today she is 96 years old. Happy birthday to the Queen of England. Today in 1998, astronomers announced in Washington that they discovered possible signs of a new family of planets orbiting a star 220 light years away. That's the clearest evidence, they said to date, of worlds forming beyond our solar system. Hmm, interesting. Today in 2018, Barbara Bush was remembered as the first lady of the greatest generation. Her funeral was held in Houston. It was attended by four former U.S. presidents. That was today in 2018. Ten years ago today, Chuck Colson, he was 80 years old, he passed away, went to be with the Lord. Some referred to him as the evil genius of the Nixon administration. You will recall that Charles W. Colson, Chuck Colson, he served seven months in prison for a Watergate-related conviction, but during that part of his life, he was contacted by a businessman who sat down and explained to him the way to the cross, explained what the Bible says about eternal salvation. And Chuck Colson accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. And there were several men, one of whom was in our church in North Hollywood. They spent a lot of time with Chuck during those years, and Chuck blossomed with his intellect as a great, great voice for God, for the Bible, and for Christianity. He, uh, I met him several times, and in fact, he spoke in our church once, and I had him on our television program several times. Not a nicer guy, but brilliant, brilliant. He spent his, the next 35 years of his life ministering to prison inmates, writing, and speaking. I still look at, refer to some of the things he's written about a Christian worldview and 
one thing and another, he made a profound, profound gift to all of us who are Christians. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, For in him all things were created, even these newly discovered pl- family of planets or whatever. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. It's interesting when we look at the world, if we can just for a moment take a deep breath and take a step back and look at what's happening in our world today. It is so chaotic. It is so out of control. It is so spinning and wobbling as though it's about to go off its course in the universe. Our culture is absolutely on fire. And yet if we can take a deep breath and take a step back and look up instead of down, we can realize, for in him all things were created. Things in heaven, on earth, visible, invisible. Whether they're thrones or powers or rulers or authority, doesn't matter. God created it, and God is in control of it. All things have been created through him and for him, speaking of the Son of God. Jesus Christ. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable Paul wrote to the Romans, his judgments and his paths beyond tracing, beyond knowing. God is in control of all of this that's happening in the culture and we need to be reminded of that. I I know I'm repetitious on that, but I don't think it can be said enough It must be said, because otherwise it would be a very dark, dark time in history. Today we have people in our country, and we're focused on our country primarily in our discussions here and the culture, but we have people in our country who are in power, in the highest offices of power, that that seem to be so un- so detached from what's going on they seem it isn't it almost seems like they don't know what they're doing and i watch and i even hopefully i watch and i think i i totally politically disagree with the people in power today but it's our country can't you do a little bit better than that until we can replace you but it seems they can't they can't bring themselves to even common sense, much less a biblical or conservative point of view on the values and the policies that run this country today. And they have consequences. I couldn't help but notice this Senator Mallory McMorrow. She's a state senator, and she was... uh, she was really going off this week, and it caught my attention. And um, I, I want to talk about her just a little bit today because I, it, it just what she was saying and the whole way this was presented by the media is so revealing, and it's very helpful to understand how we are 
daily now being barraged with half-truths and misleading um, statements often made out of context to get you to believe something that they aren't exactly saying, but they lead you to believe it. And thousands, millions perhaps of people, unfortunately, are believing. Let me tell you this story. The media informed America yesterday that conservative Republican parents, this was became a national story, specifically conservative Republican Christian parents who claim to be standing for parental rights in the matter of their K-3 through third graders being taught transgenderism. These people are actually, according to the media, this story went around the loop yesterday, these people are actually, quote, targeting transgenders and the LGBTQ community. So if you are for parental authority, including in public education, you are targeting, you are the aggressor, the oppressor in the leftist world. It's an amazing time that we're seeing. We're told that sitting in the same pew every Sunday by this state senator, again, went out to millions of people. She said, sitting in the same pew every Sunday or writing Christian in your Twitter bio is nonsense, that it's a guise for something far more sinister. Then she goes on to tell us what a devout Christian she is. The media and the elite progressive left are trying to put the sword of the secular humanism into the heart of the biblical Christianity and conservative kids and people in our country. They're trying to stab the heart of biblical Christianity and conservative biblical values and principles and into the Constitution and science while claiming to be the vanguard of all of the above. You may have heard, I'll come back to that in a moment, you may have heard yesterday, that uh, late yesterday afternoon, uh, give you a little update on Walt Disney World, talking about this subject again. It's just dominating. This whole thing of transitioning between genders and all this. I mean, the president is, I wouldn't even be talking about this if this were marginal. But this is the conversation that's leading conversations around this country. Somebody will ask Joe Biden, do you think, you know, world, are we on the verge of World War III with Russia? And he'll say, transgenders need our, our help and our love. It, it, it is stunning to me. I, if someone were telling me what's happening today in this country and I was on another planet, I would say they're missing something. It couldn't be that bad. Anyway, yesterday, Walt Disney World, they got a little shock of reality. Yesterday afternoon, the Florida Senate passed a bill stripping Walt Disney World. That's the Florida version of the empire of Disney. Stripped them of some special tax uh, considerations and of their legal status in the state. They now come under state government, not their own autonomous government kind of like an Indian reservation. That's the deal they had with Florida going back to when Walt Disney built the place uh, some years ago. It's interesting that while MSNBC was live on the air yesterday talking about this very thing, 
they they had two experts on there. I looked at the video a couple of times. They had these two experts on MSNBC, and this person was asking them, "What do you? How do you feel about Disney? I mean, surely Florida, the people are not going to to do this. There's such a a, a great economic you know boom to the state, and on and on and on." And these two uh, experts on MSNBC were actually saying, they were saying on the air that this will not happen. They, they were saying, they said the state Senate will not support Governor DeSantis in his action. He is politically motivated, and they went on and on about that, and they said he's just trying to get attention. The state Senate is not going to approve this. And, and they said maybe the House would, but the state Senate is not going to approve it. While they were having that conversation on television, a press release went out, a news alert, that indeed the Senate had passed it very handily. It wasn't really close, the vote, and it's going to the House of Representatives in Florida. And of course, Governor DeSantis says, I'm waiting at my desk to sign it. Those guys are really serious about what they're doing down there. They're not trying to, I don't think they're seeking revenge against Disney. They're just trying to get real because this thing is out of hand. Anyway, this so-called human rights campaign to normalize this LGBTQ particularly focused on transgender is just taking over. It's dominating the news. And it's so easy to be misled or just say, you know, I'm out. I don't want to hear any more of this. I'm sick of it. Well, I can understand that because I, I kind of feel the same way. I don't want, I'm tired of hearing about this, but it's so destroying our kids. I mean, not a few, but millions of kids are being impacted by this because they've just woven it into the very fabric of their school day experience. It's stunning. But this story kind of begins with a once upon a time tone to it. This Michigan State Senator Mallory McMorrow, she really pushed back in a viral speech against this growing trend of Republicans that are labeling, their words, their Democratic opponents as groomers and pedophiles. She got really angry. A Republican had said in a fundraising email that senators like McMorrow and her colleagues want to, quote, groom and sexualize kindergartners. This Republican in the state of um, Michigan. And so she got a hold of this other person's fundraising uh, letter, and she just, it triggered her to be to be sure, and she just went off. McMorrow went to her colleagues in the state government, then she went to Twitter. She gave a little talk on Twitter, uh, very short but to the point, and it was immediately viewed by over 9 million people in less than 24 hours. Let me just share with you some of what she said, and I want to give you my first impression or my second impression. She said, I didn't expect to wake up yesterday to the news that the senator from the 22nd district, that's the other guy, the Republican, from the 22nd district had overnight accused me by name of grooming and sexualizing children in an email fundraising for herself. So I said it, I sat on it for a while wondering, why me? Then I realized because I am the biggest threat to your hollow, hateful scheme. Because you can't claim that you are targeting marginalized kids in the name of parental rights if another parent is standing up to say no. When I read that, i got to be honest with you, and I read a lot of news, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe that other person 
maybe that other woman in 22nd District, maybe she shouldn't have said that in her fundraising. I mean, maybe she should have been more careful because I thought that's true, but maybe that shouldn't have been said. But I read on. And again, this story is all over the place. Yesterday, it'll, it'll be in secondary news today. Republicans have attempted to position themselves, this lady says, McMorrow. She said, position themselves as the party of parental rights, with state legislatures across the country introducing a series of bills targeting the LGBTQ community, with those opposing the legislation being labeled as groomers. They've also targeted books that discuss race and gender while attempting to make it illegal for parents to seek gender-affirming care for transgender children. Prominent right-wing media figures have focused on anti-LGBTQ attacks in recent weeks. Well, Republican parents and others, including some Democrat parents, are aghast at what's been happening. And I've talked about it on this program, and I, I won't go through all of it, but at what's being taught in the classroom of public schools to K through third graders and above. But these are children. They're not targeting. They're trying to save their sons and daughters from the perversion of the LGBTQ campaign. The more the parents have tried to be informed, the more the schools and the activists have pushed back. With a Democrat, former Virginia governor, infamously, you remember we talked about it on this program, infamously telling parents last fall they should have no say in what is taught in the classroom. The teachers and the administrators are the experts. He was running for governor, and he was a shoe-in. But he's not the new governor. Oh, no, Virginia heard that, and they said, Oh, no, we don't agree with that. Sorry about that. I forgot to turn my cell phone off. That's probably Joe Biden or someone calling. You're far more important than that is. But they said, Oh, no, we're not going to elect this Democrat just because he's kind of the next guy to be... He's well-known in the state. And they they elected a Republican um, governor who has never been in politics before. He's been very successful in business. And we talked about that on this program as well. We talk about most things as they happen in the news. So people are taking this very seriously. But the more parents have tried to become informed, the more they have found pushback in school board meetings and all of this. McMorrow continues, she said, then you dehumanize and marginalize me. You say that I'm one of them. You say she's a groomer. She supports pedophilia. She wants children to believe that they were responsible for slavery and to feel bad about themselves because they're white. The senator says she remembers working at a soup kitchen with her mother and participating in the civil rights work with Father Ted Hasper, the former president of her alma mater, Notre Dame. She said, I learned that service was far more important than performative nonsense, like being seen in the same pew every Sunday or writing Christian uh, in your Twitter bio and using that as a shield to target and marginalize people. I think she needs to spend more time in that pew listening to authentic biblical teaching because the more I read of the words coming out of her mouth, what she was saying is, I am going to support all of this junk that's going on, this destructive, evil kind of stuff that's going on that's directed at these little kids, causing them to wonder and look at their body and say, am I a boy or a girl? That is absolute insanity. She knows it. 
and the rest of the people should know it. But she is trying to say, I'm going to support, I do support all of that, but don't blame me for the consequences. That's what's going on here. And when that, when I, when that light came on, I realized it's a good thing. Whatever the motives was to raise money, but it's a good thing that that other person called it like it was in their fundraising email. It wasn't insensitive. This is that real. And this is horrible. There are consequences to what these people are doing. They have no clue or they couldn't care less about all of America's children trotting off to school or getting in the big yellow bus and going off to the compound somewhere. This is tragic, and it can't continue. A nation cannot stand when they're indoctrinating their children, the next generation, with this kind of nonsense. Karl Marx knew that, and he worked his life trying to bring what we see today happening, trying to bring that to reality, first in his own country and in Europe, and finally his protégés in America. And original Marxism became cultural Marxism, which became the platform for the kind of thing that we're seeing here in America today. She needs to study the Bible, quit virtue signaling. The most important issue on Judgment Day, I might might add, is not how many meals did you serve, and that's a compassionate thing. My wife and I, we support the mission and, and pretty strongly and they help people in, in all of the Christian mission, and they help people in all of that. But it's not about how many meals you served. I mean, honestly, it isn't. And it's not about how much compassion you have for the confused kid who doesn't know if they're boy or girl, the teenager or whatever. I mean, that's a, that's a virtue. Please don't misunderstand me. But at the end of the day, when you stand before God, the question is not going to be how many meals did you serve at the mission? How many people did you help? Yes, that's important, and it's spoken to Christians, but the most important thing, the most important question will be, what did you do with Jesus? What do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe that he is indeed the Son of God who came to earth as God became flesh to live his life and give his life and die for your sins? And if so, have you accepted him as your savior, as your redemption, his death and resurrection as your redemption for your sin. That's the question that will be asked. It's not about all the other stuff. She needs to have a little lesson on what's important. In fact, it's so important that the Bible says that many Many will come in my name. And they'll be telling their stories and giving all, I did this and I I was loving and I was affirmative and inclusive. And I had my love wins sign out in my yard and I approved of same sex marriage because God loves everybody and for God so loved the world and all of this. It's just, it's a bag full of confusion. It isn't truth and it isn't reality. And at the bottom line, it's what is my relationship with God? And I can only have a personal relationship with God 
through his son Jesus Christ and by my asking Christ to forgive me of my sins. Otherwise, I am lost. And I want to tell you, I don't care. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times these people are going to church and proclaiming Christianity and carrying their banner high above their head and their alma mater and all of that. I mean, that's all has its place and it's wonderful, but it's not the it's not the issue. The issue is the transformative power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what he does in a culture and what he does then in that culture through the policies that are put in place. It's bothersome to me when a Christian looks at all of this and says, well, Christians aren't supposed to be in politics. Makes me want to barf sometimes. I... I can't, I can't tell you how strongly I feel about it. I suppose if you listen, you know. But these things have consequences. These policies that these people are putting in place have consequences. Science doesn't support transgender movement. Betsy McCaughey, she's a PhD, Dr. Betsy. She's an author. She's former lieutenant governor of New York State. She wrote an article yesterday. She said, powerful arguments to keep trans-ed out of schools. She says science does not support the transgender movement. She said neither does the Constitution. I wrote an article about that today on faithandfreedom.us on our website, and it's got a lot of facts and, and it has uh, links to more sources. But you can, I would encourage you to read that. A staggering 99% plus of the population do not have the physical traits that cause someone to become transgender. And what... Be, causes them to be so is a thought process it's not biological and she goes into this she said only 0.6 percent of the adult population have what we know as gender dysphoria she said ucla's williams institute has done a lot of research on this and they have found this to be absolutely true without without change without error she said a classroom lesson proposed for a New, New Jersey six-year-old called Pink, Blue, and, and Purple. She says it says children should be taught that you might feel like you're a girl, even if you have body parts that seem like uh, people might tell you that they're boy parts. And on and on. She said normal? No. She said this is rare, this gender dy- dysphoria. This has become a movement, and kids are jumping on. They're going, oh, we get a lot of attention. And they do. She writes a very, very insightful story as Dr. McConaughey. She's not a she's a PhD, not an MD, but boy, it's a great story. And I mean, it's it's about the science. She then shows in a few sentences how the Constitution does not support this either. Brown University's Lisa Littman calls for this social contagion. It's what she calls it. She says these kids see somebody else come out and they start wearing their pink hair or whatever and some little kid johnny says no i'm i'm jane today i I feel like a girl and they go well i'm going to do that too because he's getting a lot of attention there's now a word for that social contagion we need the lord we need a powerful powerful renewal spiritual christian biblical renewal I believe God hears our prayers when we ask him for that. I believe God will answer those prayers in the affirmative as well. We'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow, but thanks for being with me today. 
and thank you for your support. I've mentioned it several days. Sometimes we don't mention it, but we need it every month. We need it now. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009.